Welcome to the first episode of TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raiders Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Our first guest is Wayne Goodman, a TSCRA Special Ranger located in Godley. Wayne has been a Special Ranger for several years and has some great insight for us today. Wayne, welcome to TSCRA Talk. We're glad you're with us today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Well, now tell me about being a Special Ranger. What all does that role entail? Well, we are an assist agency. Well, we actually work the agricultural and the crimes within our individual districts. That includes everything from cattle rustling, horse thefts, bank fraud involving livestock or equipment, thefts of equipment from these ranches. Anything that we're really called on to help with, we do. Now, I'm sure you get calls. I mean, it can happen anytime, right? Like, thieves don't take a holiday, right? Correct. I actually got called Christmas Day. Okay, okay. Now, walk me through the process of when you get a phone call, what happens next? What we generally do, if somebody calls me and says, hey, I think my cattle are stolen, we generally tell them, go ahead and contact the local agency, get a report made as soon as possible. Now, if it's like one of our members calls me and I will respond to their location I just met an officer this morning. He was here taking the initial report on a stolen saddle, and we assist. And a lot of times, I'll just take it and run with it because a lot of these, a lot of my agencies, they just don't have the knowledge or experience to know what they're looking for, if that makes sense. Sure. Now, so then you start the investigation process. And what does that typically look like? Well, with this case today, I actually have a video of the the young man stealing the saddle. Now I've got to try to get him identified. What happens is I'll do my report. I get a written statement from the victim. I took photographs. Your basic kind of criminal investigation, except we kind of do it all. The crime scene end of it, whatever we need to do to try to locate and find the people that did did the particular offense. TSDRA Special Rangers handle about 1,000 ag crime cases per year and recover an average of $5 million in stolen cattle and assets for ranchers annually. Sounds like y'all stay pretty busy. Yes, ma'am. All of us have multiple districts or multiple counties in our districts. Some of them are a lot larger than others. My district is one of the smaller districts, having only eight counties. And now there are 30 special rangers across Texas and Oklahoma, correct? Correct. We cover both states. Okay. Now, tell me about one of the most interesting rewarding cases that you have been a part of. Well, I had one out when I was stationed out in East Texas on two men that had actually stolen about $2.1 million worth of cattle over a two-year period. And they actually ruined a couple of families because a lot of these cattle were mortgaged and Mm -hmm. they're still responsible to pay the banks back for the money they borrowed against their livestock. So getting them caught and arrested and prosecuted, that was great. You're not going to recover the money or the animals, but we were able to 
successfully prosecute the two gentlemen. Well, and that just prevents them from doing it again and keeping it going. Yes. A lot of the cases are, you know, you're only talking one, two, three head of cattle that are taken. But when you can catch the people, get them prosecuted, and potentially get restitution for their stolen property, because a lot of mine are mom-and-pop-type operations. They're smaller operations, and just taking two or three head from them can be devastating. I mean, that, that hurts them. So sure. every time we catch one of these guys and get them prosecuted and, and potentially get the money back or the livestock back for the victim, you know, it makes us feel good. I mean, that you can help help these folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because like you said, that one or two head, that could be significant, especially in the economic climate that we're in these days and smaller graders. Yeah, and a lot of our members are the 50 head or less type operations. So you you take a few head from them. I mean, you're not only taking, say, the cows, but the calf crop that that cow would generate for these people is income. So they're actually not only hurting them right now, they're hurting them down the line. Yeah, definitely. Now tell me on that note, what are some tips for cattlemen and landowners that can help prevent cattle theft, saddles, all the things. One of the things that a lot of them are not doing anymore, the branding is still the oldest form of identification. It's still the most effective. A lot of people, if they're, a lot of them say, I don't have time or I don't have the facilities to do it, but that the branding is still the best way to identify your cattle. Lock your gates. Mm-hmm. And I said, I had had one out here a while back that the guy had pinned his cattle to load and ship the next morning. When he got the next morning, his cattle were gone. His pins were right near the road. So they just backed in and loaded his cattle and left. I think there were three head left uh, wow. that they couldn't get on the trailer. You know, lock your gates. Do not have your loading pins near the road. Now, a lot of these guys, I said, our members are smaller operators. They have regular jobs. So mm-hmm. when they get home, they have to feed. They'll blow the horn. The cattle come up. They feed them. These thieves watch for that. They'll pull in there when you're not home, blow the horn with a bag of range cubes and portable panels and load your cattle, and they're gone. Try not to feed your cattle in the same location every day. Nosy neighbors are great. They may agitate you, but they know who's supposed to be where and when. Watch out for your neighbors. You know, if you know that there's a vehicle out there that doesn't belong, notify somebody. You know, call the local way. Hey, there's a there's a truck out here that's cruising around with a trailer, and he ain't from here. At least they'll get maybe get him stopped and get him identified in case something does come up. Edison. As far as saddles go, you know, a lot of these saddles, especially the more expensive saddles have serial numbers on them. People don't realize that. Write the serial number down. If it doesn't have a serial number, then put an owner applied number because you cannot enter it into the computer system without one or the other, either a serial number or an owner applied number. And I tell people all the time, do not use your social security number. But <laughs> sure. pick a number, use your driver's license number, but mark the saddle somewhere that's not conspicuous. And the same thing with trailers. 
If it doesn't have a number, a lot of trailers are homemade, stamp a number in it. You know, it's the only way we can enter it that way. That way, if somebody does come across and runs that number, it'll flag that that item is stolen. Tongue locks for your trailers. That's another thing. You know, it, they may be able to defeat the lock, but I'm going to make them have to work for it to do it. Yeah, those are great. Driving around, it's not uncommon to see the TSCRA post-it sign. I've heard that the sign can be a good deterrent to criminals because they know not to mess with you all. I've had people tell me they've avoided places like that because the signs are there. But it's funny when you talk to these, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, we try not to mess with those because we know you guys are going to be looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's worth it right there. I mean, for your membership with TSCRA, just for those signs, in addition to all the other benefits of that. Because, man, I can only imagine the headache that comes when you're missing cattle or how devastating it is or missing equipment, not just the you know, the law side of it, but, you know, as, as ranchers, when we need a trailer, when we need a pickup, when we need, need a saddle, we need it right then. We need it to, to do our daily work, so. And I've had a few farm tractors stolen, but that's another thing. We t- Take your keys out of your tractor, even if it's behind a locked gate, because these knotheads will start your tractor and use it to crash your own gate to get it out of there. Take your keys. You know, they may be able to hotwire, but like I said again, they're going to have to work for it to steal it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, now I think a lot of people, myself included, find crime shows interesting and fascinating. So do you have some other story that just out of the ordinary or any of your thrilling stories? We are working one right now. There's a gentleman that's now hiding. He's been in multiple states and written counterfeit checks for horses, horse trailers. We got him identified, and now he's hiding somewhere. Don't know where yet, but he will pop up. But he went to Tennessee, used a counterfeit check and a counterfeit driver's license to purchase a horse trailer. Hmm. He went to Louisiana from there and bought a horse from a Louisiana deputy sheriff for the counterfeit check. Then he came over to my country in Weatherford and wrote a counterfeit check for another horse. And then he went out to West Texas where he abandoned the two horses at a feed yard. We got the horses back and he actually called me and told me where things were and told me he had left the trailer in the middle of the road up in Oklahoma. And he had, he'd left it up in the middle of an intersection in Cimarron County, Oklahoma. Interesting. But he has a counterfeit Texas driver's license. He's got counterfeit checks. He's got a counterfeit letter of credit. Wow. But all of the stuff he has stolen that we know about right now, we've been able to recover. Well, it's not that you've gotten the things back, but we sure don't want him doing that to other people. So. No. And I've talked to, I've actually talked to him on the phone, but he was supposed to turn himself in on a Monday two weeks ago, and, and he disappeared. Well, He'll pop up. it'll be interesting to see when he pops up. What, what are best practices with counterfeit checks or with I, receiving checks? The, the one thing that I watch for, because this has happened several times, uh, both on counterfeit checks and just bad checks that the people don't have any in the, in money in the bank, they do these things on weekends 
or after banking hours where you cannot verify funds. So mm-hmm. if somebody comes in, say, at 5 o'clock and wants to – I mean, I had one guy wrote a $30,000 hot check for a truck. Mm-hmm. He had 50 bucks in the bank, but the salesman was so excited about selling the truck, he let him drive off with a with a truck with, on a $30,000 bad check. If they come in after hours or they come in on weekends and they want to write a check, I kind of warn people, do not get in a hurry. You know, kind of slow down a little bit and say, hey, you know, we're going to have to wait until Monday when the bank's open so I can, and, you know, if they don't want to do, if they cancel the deal, that's fine. But that's up to the individual to decide. But that would be my recommendation is wait until you can actually talk to somebody to verify these funds are there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. What is the number one takeaway that we need to remember, Wayne? We will, you know, I tell people, call me, you know, call your local way, even if they're not a member, you know, they're a potential member. Call your local agency, get a report filed, and then call the special ranger in your area. You know, I've had people call me and say, hey, my cattle are stolen, but I've already been notified by the sheriff's department that they were picked up running down the road. So mm-hmm. call us. We can put maybe put you in touch with somebody where that your cattle have already been located. They aren't necessarily stolen, but they just got out. But we want to know about it because our members – are great about, hey, you know, if they'll steal from a non-member, they'll steal from a member. Mm-hmm. So call your local, call the ranger in that jurisdiction. You know, let them know, hey, my cattle are missing. They can, you know, I notify my market inspectors to keep your eyes open at the sale barns for this brand or this type of cattle, this number of cattle, they look like this. And our market inspectors are great. You know, they watch those cattle and they know they know what they're looking for and they will call the ranger and say, Hey, I think I, those cattle are here. Because yeah. we have market inspectors in every sale barn in Texas. You know, they work all of these these sale barns and they know cattle and I like said, We notify our market inspectors when cattle are missing. We notify each other. Hey, you know, these are head went missing. This is what I'm looking for. They're either branded, not branded, or they have ear notches. It's kind of just a network of, of us all working together to help protect the farmers and ranchers. Yeah. Well, it's a neat thing and the needed thing. I'm glad that we have you. Well, I appreciate that. Well, Wayne, thanks again for coming on the TSCRA podcast, and uh, we appreciate you. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. We are gearing up for the annual TSCRA convention March 27th through 29th in Fort Worth, and trust me, it's one you don't want to miss. So here today to tell us about convention is Stacey Fox with TSCRA. Now, Stacey, I hear we have a pretty neat keynote speaker this year. Yes, we are so excited to have uh, former President George W. Bush host our keynote at the convention. As you all know, he has roots deep in Texas and within agriculture as well. So we are very, very excited to have him come and speak to everyone that's attending the convention and certainly hope that that you will put this on your list of of don't miss events. Yeah, for sure. It's super exciting that he's going to be there. What are some other convention highlights that are going to take place 
Mm-hmm. So the Cattle Raisers Convention and Expo has really three main things that we do. We have education, so whether that's practical information that comes in at the School for Successful Ranching or information that's really high-level industry issues that we're going to be discussing, we really want to send people home with a good, solid education opportunities and knowledge uh, to increase their knowledge, to make their ranches more profitable, and to continue to stay in business. We also have the Expo, which is a great opportunity for people to come in. We have about 250 exhibitors that will come, and they're ready to do business. They're ready to talk to you about products, new products, new services, just really the new stuff that's out there, as well as the the people that you've known and and built relationships over the years. They're all going to be right there in our Expo, where we also have some educational content on our Expo with our live demonstration area. The other thing component of our event is fun. We have the Cattle Raisers Dinner and Dance on Saturday. Saturday night that is always well attended, always a lot of fun. Jay Cooker and the Outsiders is our entertainment there. And uh, so we send you home. We pack a lot into three days, but it sure is a lot of education, information, fun, and great networking opportunities. Well, it sounds like this convention is one that we all need to make plans to attend. Where do folks go to learn more about convention? So you can visit CattleRaisersConvention.com, and it has all the information there about registration prices, what's included with the different registration packages, hotel information, uh, It has, and, and the full schedule is available there as well. So just check that out, or feel free to give us a call at 1-800-242-7820, and we'll be happy to help over the phone as well. Well, that's awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing everybody in Fort Worth, March 27th through 29th. 